So this afternoon we're going to continue with our metta or loving kindness practice and uh, I'll be introducing a new individual person into the practice today. So the practice the way the practice goes is we start with the easiest person first. That could be oneself or a benefactor and then we go on to the next individual. Uh, so that we have easy persons to practice with first, the next individual would be a dear friend or a loved one. And then yesterday you went on to the neutral person, someone you might feel neutral or somewhat neutral towards. And today we'll move on to what I call the person we're having difficulty with. We used to say, the difficult person. (laughs) But really, we're the one having difficulty. So, the person we're having difficulty with. So I want to talk a little bit about how to handle uh, those um, experiences when we open to that individual. And uh, certain things can come up that we feel about that individual the difficult, the one we're having difficulty with. So there is called uh, in, in metta practice the near and the far enemy of metta. So the near enemy is uh, of metta means um, it's the opposite of metta. And it's the more uh, indirect, uh, what's more indirect opposite of metta, and that is attachment. We might feel that it is metta, but it's actually more attachment to that person or attachment about what we want that person to do or to how we want them to behave or... Um, Maybe we even want them to receive our metta. So if there's any kind of attachment, that may arise in your practice. I'll give you some examples later. And then there's the far enemy. It's called the far enemy because we can see this experience from afar. We can see it coming. It's kind of more uh, obvious. And that's aversion. So the far enemy to metta is aversion. It's when we have resistance or we feel closed down about that person or we want to strike out at that person. And um, these experiences, the near and the enemy, near and far enemy, will come up in your practice. With metta, when we practice loving-kindness, it's not simply loving-kindness. It's unconditional loving-kindness or unconditional friendship, unconditional goodwill. That means even though we understand that we feel something within us, like attachment to how we think it should be with that person, etc., or aversion, uh, how we don't like it I- how it is with that person, we can still offer loving-kindness. So I think what was mentioned before to you when I was here listening is that 
loving kindness or this unconditional goodwill, really we're doing this practice to be able to develop our capacity to offer it. It's not about that person receiving it. It's totally about our capacity to offer it unconditionally. So no matter what we're feeling inside, maybe aversion does come up, maybe attachment does come up, but can we still offer this unconditional friendliness, this unconditional um, goodwill to that person? So that's what we're developing here. It doesn't mean that we're condoning anything that that person is doing in a way that hurts oneself or another person. It's not condoning their actions. We're really offering goodwill to that person per se. You know, and we recognize actions as unwholesome, but we can we still offer goodwill. So that's our training here, to be able to offer goodwill no matter what. This is a high bar. It's a very high bar. And sometimes when we do this practice and we get to the person we're having difficulty with, we're not able to do that. Let it be so. When you can't offer to that person you've chosen, maybe at that time you have to choose another person, right, in those moments. If you can't find another person, sometimes it's an animal friend. You know, the, your animal friend or your pet at home or maybe the neighbor's pet or some uh, being that you know that you can make that offering to. So even though you don't exact, maybe it's the, the you know, something like the, the uh, animal friend next door that barks all night or something, can you still offer metta to that animal friend? So we'll find ways as we go along. We have time to work with this um, place, this part of the process, for the next uh, three days, including this day. So we have time to continually to work on it. Um, When we do the practice, we develop metta towards the first person first, the easiest one. And then from there, maybe we can tune in to the metta that's already developed and let it carry on to the next person. Maybe that's the benefactor. And then maybe we bring up somebody in our family or a dear friend and we're able to offer metta to them by simply carrying forth that energy that we already have developed. That's why it goes in this kind of process. So by the time we get to the person we're having difficulty with, maybe it's just a matter of connecting with the current or the flow that we've already developed and letting that flow on to that uh, person that's kind of hard to be with. So these factors, these um, hindrances will come up. Aversion or any way we feel resistance or closed down, that may come up. If you can still offer, make your offering to that person, and even though it's like, oh, I'm doing my best, but I actually can still offer, then still offer to that person. Remember, it's just an offering. It's not that they're going to receive it or they're going to tell you anything about it. And It's just simply an offering. 
It's um, generosity of the heart. And uh, same with attachment. If something comes up and you feel like, Ugh, I just can't do this. You know, I, I, I just feel like um, if I say, may you be happy, it's like I'm saying, may you please be happy. You know, it's like attached to the outcome. So there's no attachment to outcome in this practice, ideally. But we'll feel that once in a while. So um, that particular way I felt plenty of times when my children were teenagers. And, <laughs> and I would say, after a while, uh, just realizing I wasn't just saying, may you be happy, may you be peaceful. I was saying, may you please be peaceful. You know? And it was like some attachment to outcome there. So when we feel that, can we still offer? Sometimes I'll pause I'll try again, and then maybe that's fine. There's some kind of, the heart ekes open a little bit in that moment. So still continue. But when you can't continue, then what you need to do is just stop and go back to your vipassana practice, just being with that particular hindrance by itself. Just knowing, okay, this is attachment, being with all the ways that it's felt, Stay with it until it calms down, or whether it's aversion, stay with it till it calms down, and then go back to your metta practice. So that's the way we're going to handle uh, going through this uh, procession of people and on to the um, person we're having difficulty with. So I'm going to give you time between whatever I introduce, just give you silent time. And I'm going to remind you about phrases that you might use. Sometimes people are new to this, so need to pick up on the phrases more. But a lot of you have your phrases already. How many of you have your phrases already? Okay, most of you. So I'm, I'm not going to say too much. Sometimes I offer a new phrase or two just to give you permission to do what you need to do to change the phrase for that particular person. Okay, let's do the practice now. So establishing your uh, posture so that you're comfortable. It's hard to have. Develop metta when we're in pain in the body, so be comfortable. Glad to see more people sitting in the chairs back there. So breathing in and out from your heart center now. Just having a sense that the intentions that you put forth to offer are for the most part or as much as we can without... Uh, attachment for any result it's a simple offering like a blessing we offer someone coming from your heart center sometimes people find it helpful to put their hands on their heart so you remind yourself coming from here not from a heady space of just mumbling words, but coming from your deep intention for goodwill. 
for offering goodwill. So relaxing the body, the heart space, the mind. Knowing that these are simply intentions or offerings. And choosing the first person that you choose. It could be oneself, could be benefactor. If you don't choose yourself right away, you might find a place for oneself as a friend or even as a neutral person or even as the difficult person. So choose the one that you most easily can offer metta to. Could be oneself or benefactor, someone you feel benefited by. So having a sense of who that is. Have a visual sense if you can. And if you're not visual type, then with one or some of your phrases, you can mention that person's name at the beginning of your phrase, silently mention that name. Now having that person you've chosen in your mind's eye or heart center or in the field of metta, remember something about that person that does open your heart. Maybe some goodness about them. Some incident that you remember of that kind of goodwill connection. It said that the proximate cause for metta to arise is remembering the good. So veer away from any problems and with regard to any one person you choose and remember the good of that person. This is another training to remember the good. Then if you haven't yet, you might want to place that person somewhere in your mind's eye, visual sense, heart center, in a place where it inspires you to offer your goodwill. Maybe they're right nearby in front of you or in their own home or in nature somewhere. And then from that place in your heart that you remember their goodness, 
just offering your goodwill in the words that you've been using. May you be safe, peaceful and happy, healthy. May you be at ease no matter what's happening. So find your way in the next few minutes with this individual. Safe, peaceful, healthy. Coming to a close now with that individual. Traditionally, the second individual is a benefactor. You can go there now or choosing a dear friend. So choose the one that you can easily open your heart to. 
benefactor, dear friend, or family member. Having a sense of who it is. Remembering the good about this person, something you appreciate, you're grateful for. Allow your intentions or goodwill to continue on to flow towards this person whenever you're ready.
when the words don't come anymore, just rest your attention at your heart center, allowing that flow with intention to keep flowing on towards that person. This flow of goodwill. coming to a close with that individual now and choosing another one in that category of dear friend or family member, a loved one. Maybe choose someone you don't usually think of. have a sense of who that might be, who that is. Can you remember something about that person that opens the gratitude of your heart, your appreciation, their generosity or kindness? Allowing your goodwill to flow towards that person, radiating unconditional goodwill.
letting the words rest when you need to, but continuing that intention without words sometimes. Coming to a close with that individual now. Allow that individual to remain in this field of metta with the others you had chosen. The next category is a neutral person, someone you feel fairly neutral towards. usually someone you don't know so well or it could be someone who works in your community a postal clerk someone at the grocery have a sense of who it is This person, what we reflect on is the fact, universal fact, that all beings want to be peaceful, have good health. Then making our offering to that being, connecting on to the flow of metta, the current that's already there, no matter how little or how much. Let it flow on to this neutral person. Just as I wish to be safe, may you be safe. Peaceful.
I'm coming to a close now with this individual. And next we're going to choose someone we are having difficulty with. So this first person, uh, we have two other days, remember, to keep on with this whole progression. So this first person, with this one, try not to choose someone you're having a lot of difficulty with. Maybe it's someone you're just annoyed by. Um, Be sure not to choose anyone political. Someone you know, choose someone you actually know personally. Have a sense of who you're choosing, visual sense if you're visual type, or a felt sense. Or again, you can use that person's name right before you say the rest of the phrase. So with this person, see if we can bring something up from our hearts that we can appreciate about the person we've chosen. So take some time. If you need to keep choosing, figuring that out. And see if you can bring up something that you appreciate. might be something specific or like being generous or remembering some past experience. Could be something just more general. Basically, this is a very kind person. Very good human being. So find your way. And then see if you can connect with the energy that's already flowing and allow it to carry on to this individual you've chosen. As much as I can, I offer you my goodwill. Just as I want to be safe, May you be safe.
and coming to a close now with that individual and let that one join the others in the field of metta that you've been developing joining the other persons the neutral person the one or two family members or friends benefactors and including oneself an offering to all including to oneself without preference without leaving anyone out may we all be safe and protected from all harm allowing that intention that blessing to go out to everyone may we all be peaceful and happy allowing that to emanate from your heart center radiating out to everyone including oneself may we all be healthy and strong as possible May our hearts be at ease with the ups and downs of this world. Now let's include those beings around us just having a sense of radiating metta to everyone immediately around you using your own ways and words safe peaceful healthy and expanding that to include everyone here in this room may we all be safe from all kinds of harm inner harm of the defilements the outer harm of the world expanding that to everyone in this center those who serve us all the human beings and all the animals of the land as well and creatures peaceful happy 
expanding to include all of the neighbors around this place. Healthy and strong. And all beings everywhere beyond this place, the neighbors, as far and wide as you can go beyond, remembering our loved ones where they are, near and far. May all beings in all directions without exception be peaceful, happy, liberated from all suffering. So take some questions. Yes. Oh, I certainly get how there's a lot of attachment with the family members. Uh-huh. Um, and, and I've been married over 40 years and my wife has very rarely been a near enemy. Uh-huh. So why that trace? I'll say again. Sure. Uh, very rarely what? Oh, no, I'm not calling a family member a ne- the near enemy. The near enemy is attachment. It's one of the opposites of metta. Yeah, I get that. Okay. I get the yeah. Just, yeah. You're welcome. Yep. So, here. Right. Um, like, I don't know, there's Hitler, there's people on this earth mm-hmm. where it's very difficult to have goodwill. That's true. Mm-hmm. So I really struggled. Uh, yesterday, someone said, oh, um, I find it's a bit cheesy. Um, I, uh, in another uh, related matter. Mm. I find it a little bit cheesy to wish goodwill with someone that is so bad. Like, for example, we don't even negotiate with terrorists because of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I... I, I right, right. That. That's, that's really true. We, it's difficult to offer our goodwill to those who have done harm, who do harm. And... Um, and so in this practice, then don't go there. 
Yeah, just offer those to whom you feel you can. Yeah. So we're not asking you to go to something really, really difficult. Just go as far as you can. So we start off with those that aren't so difficult in, in that category. And then we never know, you know, how far it can go. So um, go as far as you can. And don't, don't try to rip your petals apart in your heart. So I, I wish I could... I think I'll, I'll tell you this story about Steve and his, his time in Burma in 1988 when there was an uprising. It was before... This particular uprising, of course, it was way back when. And Steve was a monk there for five years in the monastery. And he was doing metta for one year. For a whole year he was doing metta. And uh, that's all he was doing. Every day and night uh, he was offering goodwill, offering goodwill. And then it came the time, you know, when he was offering to those he was having difficulty with. So, of course, he could choose people that um, it was possible for him to offer to. But when he went to the teacher, the teacher said, are you offering to the generals also? And he was astounded, you know, that, oh, no, I'm not doing that. And so, um, you know, the, the teacher said something like, all beings in some way want to have love. And so it, it's true. It's true. They may not deserve it because of what, how they're acting out and how they're being, but maybe they're that way because they didn't have love. So sometimes instead of um, remembering the good of a person, you know, in that category, we try to remember what their suffering is. And... Um, Sometimes when we see the suffering of people who are doing really heinous things, actually maybe, you know, I wouldn't want you to go there in this kind of training right now, but when we see their suffering, sometimes it brings us to compassion. And compassion is when we really can open with love, with that goodwill to um, suffering. The proximate cause for compassion to arise is recognizing suffering in that being. So in, in that way, you know, it's, um, maybe it's possible, but we're not asking you to achieve that here. We're just asking you to try it, and try it with where you can offer now, and perhaps one day it will go into being able to offer to um, others we, we just can't open to. It's like, of course, some, some beings come to my own heart and mind and I don't even want them around. You know, that the vibration is like too, I'm too sensitive sometimes. And sometimes it's possible. You know, how we can make it more possible is to put that person within a lot of other persons. Like, for example, when we offer metta to all beings. And metta is like a, a, a possibility to offer to all beings without exception, all beings in the world, all creatures. 
And so maybe we just offer to something so big that we don't have time to pin down all those places where, you know, where, that you just mentioned. Yeah, that's really hard to go to. So actually don't go there at all. Just go to what you're, what's easy in the difficult person category. And I didn't mention it when I was um, giving you guidance because sometimes it's just too much information. But... Um, and when we get to that person, or you get to that person yourself during these times of your practice, maybe you do metta at another session, then uh, just remember the suffering of that person or the perceived suffering. You know, if a, if a person is doing that kind of harm to the world and um, and to neighbors or to even somebody close, they're really suffering. And it's it's not that we're condoning their actions. It's that we're realizing that, you know, for some reason, and it's beyond our control and beyond our understanding, that person's actions are in such a way that it, it's just so terrible you can't even open your mind to it. So um, in time, maybe the, the heart and mind will get there, but it may take a long time. It may not be this lifetime. You know, you might have to be a bodhisattva in order to do that. So, um, yeah, just do what we can. Just do what we can. I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about walking meditation and metta. Yeah. And whether it, we Thank you. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah, that's a good uh, reminder, a good awareness, that sometimes when we're sitting here in the quiet, it's pretty hard to do metta, you know, with our eyes closed and a lot of things coming to our mind. Sometimes it's easier in movement. So try the metta in movement during your walking practice, like you could um, stay in rhythm with your words and your step as you're going, you know, May I or you be peaceful, happy, whatever your words are. Just keep it in rhythm with your stepping. Um, And it can go at natural pace. Usually when I've done metta here for a whole retreat or, um, and I've done it with, you know, other colleagues and friends, you would see that I would know who's doing metta because we're all at at a normal pace, you know, just doing metta back and forth somewhere and so then I would know oh yeah Sally's doing metta <laughs> and yeah so it's just always that and maybe you're, you're, sit, you're doing um, walking meditation sometimes more than your sitting meditation so in the times you know when there's no teaching in the hall maybe you need to do walking meditation instead of sitting meditation maybe you don't need to be here um, just at the times when we're giving teachings, it's, it's helpful to stay in tune. So um, your, your phrases will just have to be really simple. Sim- simplify your phrases and just know what you mean by a very short um, number of words when you're, when you're practicing so that it's just like, you know, you, you can say one or two phrases and, and one back and forth. It really helps you with concentration, with settling the mind. And also, I don't know if this was mentioned already, but these are the Buddha's words. 
What a person ponders on over and over again, to that their mind will naturally incline. Now when you're not doing metta and you're, you know, you're doing vipassana, you've already seen what your mind ponders on over and over and again. So wouldn't you want to replace that sometimes <laughs> by saying, you know, it, it's better to say these metaphrases than to let my mind go on and on about when I bring up a certain person sometimes. You know, so it's not that bad with me, but I know, you know, it, it gets hard sometimes when, when you have a family, of course. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so you can, um, you can do metta instead. So sometimes I just decide I'm going to incline towards the wholesome. That's it. I'm just going to offer metta, even though I don't know those, I can't live into those words right now. That's my intention, is to live into those words. And then soon you'll find, you know, you, you could be in an argument with that same person, and those words come to you. And maybe you really mean it, you know, in that moment. It's better than the four-letter words you could normally come up with, so it's a training. It's really a training. What, what, the, what the mind ponders on over and over again, to that it will naturally incline. If you're inclined to think those things over and over again, replace it. This is, um, it it's not about um, you know, just blah, blah, blahing the words. Sometimes we have to do that a little bit before we actually come to the conclusion yeah, this is a pretty good idea. <laughs> you know, maybe these sentiments can come out of my heart instead of the usual old stuff. So, uh, you know, we're human and we have possibility, potential for transformation. And the question is, are you, are we going to use this opportunity? Or... Can you apply this opportunity to your life? And I mean, that's a big question for us. Or just kind of let the, the old habits just keep going. So in this practice, we are weakening the patterns that cause harm, that cause harm to ourselves and cause harm to others. And we're strengthening the patterns that are wholesome, that cause um, beneficial karmic results uh, for ourselves and um, harmony for others. So it's our choice, you know. It's it's our choice to make. Yes. I've never heard um, before not to use a political figure. What was the reason for that? Uh, because I've I've taught metta a lot and people just go to the political figure, and it's way too hard. You know, so I'm asking, just choose somebody that annoys you first, you know. <laughs> it could be somebody here, you know. They, <laughs> like, we might be looking down and seeing, oh, you know, or maybe we want their shoes. We see, oh, I want those shoes. I'm going to write that note and ask, where did you buy those? Or, like, I don't like what they're wearing, you know. So those are the kind of annoyances that come up. Yeah. Somebody trying to send, you know, it's impossible when you haven't really gathered the energy to, and, and the 
um, continuity to do that. It's like we're, it's wishing something that can't happen right now. Oh, yeah. Um, that, you know, at first I started with an annoying person, and I was like, yeah, if you can have all these things, I want them for you. Yeah. And I went a bit deeper and darker, but at each stage, I wanted them to be safe, happy, healthy. Yeah. Am I cheating? Are you cheating? <laughs> uh, no, it's just showing you that it works. The practice works. And maybe you didn't have that much trouble with them in the first place, you know, underneath it all, what we discover sometimes is, I do have that intention, and that's a beautiful discovery, you know, that we do have that intention, it's really accessible, it's not that far away, so that that's a beautiful discovery that we make. The other thing that could be happening is that because you've practiced with the easier ones, it's easier to flow to that person. So that's why the Buddha put it in this order. You know, choose the easy ones first. Yeah, sometimes, like when we do long-term metta practice, we stay with the easy ones for a long time. Yeah, like weeks, a long time, uh, before we go on to... And then you find when you get to the one that's difficult that it's really not that difficult. Yeah. Okay, one, one last one, yeah. Um, if I'm feeling really restless in the body, should I just let go of metta, or should I stand up and do metta? Oh, that's a good question. Feeling restless in the body, should I just uh, let go at that time or stand up? Um, well, both ways you can. You know, just if it's really restless, what you can do is uh, just open the attention to the whole body and do some vipassana there. And just sometimes just having that connection. You know, when we acknowledge something like restlessness or um, fear, when that's acknowledged or even, um, you know, aversion, when anything is acknowledged that hasn't been acknowledged, it gives some rest to the mind. Why? Because you're seeing the truth and you're saying the truth instead of avoiding it. So just absolutely bringing that vipassana to restlessness or whatever it is can really help the mind to settle. But it's a good idea to stand up and do metta. That's a good idea. Yeah. Okay, thanks you all for your practice. I I know it's not easy, but you can do it. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.